We're about to begin Shabbos Bereshis, the first Shabbos of the year where we start reading the Torah from the very beginning. And of course, we ask ourselves, there's really only one thing on the mind of every Jew right now, is our brothers and sisters in the land of Israel. And we hope and pray that this should end quickly without any additional loss of life or suffering. But we have a tradition that everything that goes on in the world is actually alluded to in the Torah portion of the week. There's an expression in Yiddish, living with the sight, which means living with the times. You don't need to check the news to know what's going on. You have to check the Torah portion. And the Torah portion gives us a deeper meaning and a deeper insight into the events of our lives. So there's so much to be said. I just want to share one idea. Let's take a look at the beginning of the Torah. Rashi is the most famous commentary on the Torah learned around the Jewish world from the earliest ages. Rashi lived a thousand years ago in France. And let's see the first comment of Rashi on the first word of the Torah. Horatius Baralukim, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Says Rashi, Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said as follows, Says Rashi, the Torah really shouldn't have begun at the beginning. Says Rashi, really, the best place to start the Torah would have been in Parsha's bow, which takes place many, many, many weeks from now, where the Jewish people in Egypt, the exodus of Egypt, received the very first mitzvah, the very first commandment given to the Jewish people. And that was really where the Torah should have begun, says Rashi. So, which itself begs a question, because don't we need to know who God is? Don't we know, need to know that God created the world? Don't we need to know who our forefathers are? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarif, Baruch, and our foremothers. Don't we need to learn about the history of the world? And what about the mitzvahs that were given to the nations of the world, right? The mitzvahs given to Adam, the seven mitzvahs that were given to Noah and his descendants, which are incumbent upon the entire world to keep. So what does he mean that the whole Torah really didn't need to start except in the first mitzvah given to the Jewish people? And he answers... Rather, it started with Bereshis in the beginning, Mishum Koyach Maisev Higid Amo to show his nation, his strength of his actions. Goyim. He quotes a verse from Psalms from Tehillim to give to them an inheritance of the nations, referring to the land of Israel. Because, says Rashi, that if the nations of the world will come, to the Jewish people in the future and say, Listem Atem, you are bandits, you're a bunch of robbers, that you stole the land of Israel from the nations that lived there, we'll say back to them, Hashem created the world and it all belongs to Him and He could give it to whoever He feels is right in His eyes. And 
he willingly took it from them and gave it to us. That is the first message in the Torah, according to Rashi, is that we have to know that the land of Israel was given to us. Now, it's very problematic. First of all, what about all the other questions we asked? And we need to know the beginning of history. We need to know there's a creator. What about the other mitzvahs? So answer number one is we see that the purpose of the entire Torah is for the Jewish people. The Torah is not a history book. The Torah is a guide to fulfilling God's mission in this world. And that comes down to the world of action, to commandments, to mitzvah, mitzvahs. So... That's message number one, Rashi is telling us, is that we are intrinsically connected to the purpose of creation. In fact, the not to sound ethnocentric, but I will, the, the Talmud says, Bereshis really means for, racious. Racious means the first. For the first. And what's the first? The first refers to a couple of different things, but one of the things the Talmud says is Israel, the nation of Israel. Bishfil Yisrael Shinikaratius. The whole world is created for the purpose of Yisrael. What is Yisrael? A nation who is committed to revealing God's oneness in the world, to teaching the world about God. That is the purpose of the entire creation that God wants to exist amongst us. God wants to have a dwelling place below in this world, and we are his spokespeople to bring about his message of unity to the entire world. That's message number one. Message number two is that Rashi says someday the world is going to tell you, as they have throughout history, if perhaps more now than ever before, that we don't deserve the land of Israel. The land of Israel doesn't really belong to us. We stole it. Says Rashi, we have to know that God gave it to us. And who's Rashi speaking to? He's not speaking to the nations of the world. They don't believe in the Torah. Why should they believe in us that God gave us the land of Israel? Rather, he's speaking to the Jewish people. We have to know that we have to know that we have a mission in this world we have to know and have clarity and be proud to live as jews that requires learning first and foremost what it means to be a jew what is this unique mission that god gave us in this world and how can we live it and mean it and pass it down to our children and change the world with that mission as the jewish people have been doing for thousands of years Right now, it's very hard to be a Jew. Jews around the world, especially in college campuses, are scared to be outwardly Jewish, are scared to publicly support Israel. We have to first and foremost have clarity for ourselves. There's a lot of propaganda out there. Just turn on the news. Go to CNN, listen to NPR. The propaganda is very clear that we are at fault. Now, I'm not saying that everything Israel does is right. That's certainly not true. But, but we have to separate emotions from intellect and look at the historical realities that have brought us to this place. I just heard on the news today a Palestinian peace professor of peace, something like that. And they said, what's all this anger about on, on the side of Hamas? And she said, it's like people who just got out of prison and they're just breaking free. Now, I agree that there's a lot of anger amongst the Palestinians, and I believe a lot of it is very rightfully felt. There's incredible pain and suffering that they've been through. But the entire Palestinian people are not rushing out to behead Jews in the street. 
It's specifically a mission of Hamas. Now, many might agree with their mission, but that is propaganda. Why? Because Hamas doesn't want to live peacefully. They're not trying to decapitate the Jewish people because we took away their rights and locked and, and oppressed them. That's that's completely false. Many people might feel that way, but the, anyone who supports Hamas has to know that they, if you support Hamas, you do not support a two-state solution because Hamas's mission is to drive every Jew into the sea from the river to the sea. Palestine will all be free. That means there is no room for a partnership there. So we have to be strong in what we believe and we have to become educated in order to be strong. And that's the first message in the Torah is know what it means to be a Jew and be proud. And then we can literally change the world. I want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.